Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Kerry Knoll today, Executive Chairman of Generation Mining. They are chasing palladium and copper um, in Canada. Uh, we talked to them about the imminent financing required to move things through along in terms of engineering. Uh, also look at the breakdown of how they go about financing a capex of 650 million bucks in the future. Spent a lot of time on that one. Um, well worth watching for that alone. Um, we've Obviously, they've delivered a bunch of things since we spoke to them back in uh, January. We romped through those. Uh, so if you want our thoughts and opinions on what we discussed today, the company itself and indeed Kerry, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, including the battery thematic. Uh, we've got training courses on there and we do summaries of all the interviews that we do just to save you some time. So if that sounds uh, nice to you, you should go and join the um, our thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from all that judgment, trolling and abuse you see elsewhere. So that's cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Bit of a waiting list at the moment because we've been slightly inundated um, with applicants and we're just betting those, but uh, well worth the wait. Kerry, how are you, sir? Great, how are you? Not too bad. I haven't seen you since. Oh, crikey, end of January, beginning of February. Been busy, yes, very, very busy, very busy. It's been a good year. It has been a good year. I'm looking at your uh, share price. You're up forty percent from when we spoke, um, and a long list of uh, deliverables too. Um, so, so where are you? You look, you're somewhere else. I didn't speak to you with that background before. I'm, I'm, I'm at my cottage north of Toronto. Oh, fabulous, fabulous, isolating. Good. <laughs> good. You're you're a lucky man to be able to do that. Hey, well, look. Um, It'd be great if there's a whole bunch of like new people coming into the mining space and trying to sort of um, look at uh, different options available to them. If you don't mind for them, could you give us an overview of your business? And I will pick it up with some questions after that. Okay. Um, well, I'll start off just saying Generation Mining is a company that is only, I guess, just about three years old now. And um, we uh, are focusing on developing the Marathon Palladium Copper Project in Northern Ontario. We uh, in those in that short time we got it we uh we did a new resource on the project we did a preliminary economic assessments we then did a full feasibility study and we're two-thirds of the way through the permitting process um and we're driving towards production fantastic okay i'm going to actually refer people back to the previous interview because we we kind of went through the the business plan the strategy for delivering it the team who were going to deliver that and we kind of went through some of the things that you were going to try and deliver into the marketplace so that's a we'll put the link below go look at that um i'm interested in what you've been doing since we last spoke really um seems to be a long list of things um do you want to kind of quickly run through those sure well um the main thing that happened in, in that time was that we completed the feasibility study basically um and the numbers came pretty much where we thought they were going to come uh, it's 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 got a uh, net present value at at long term consensus palladium price of of about uh, just over a billion Canadian dollars, so about eight hundred million US dollars, and it's got um, at at spot prices that number doubles to two billion dollars. So it's uh, it's a very robust project. Um, what's really interesting about it um, uh, more recently is the copper credit that we get at at today's copper price. 
the copper byproduct alone adds $300 million to the net present value, which is, which is more than double our market cap. And that's just the copper and it's a byproduct. So that's, that's pretty unusual. We've got, we've got a really nice suite of metals because we've got a significant amount of platinum and uh, we've got some gold and silver. And the streaming companies have been very interested in discussing the gold and silver with us. Right. Okay. And um, yeah, obviously, copper's going on a bit of a tear. Can I, we'll make anything look good at the moment. Um, where are you with actually understanding how you, what are the economics around that byproduct? You know, how do you get at it? Is there metallurgy which suggests that it's going to be easy to deal with? Yeah. So we get um, 93% of, of the copper recovery. Um, and it all reports, all of the metals we have report to a single concentrate. So we've got, uh, um, in addition to the palladium and, and the copper, we've got some platinum, we've got some gold, we've got some silver. Gold and silver have been of, of a lot of interest to the uh, streaming companies. And um, we've also got uh, a little bit of rhodium. And rhodium is not in our reserves. It's not in our economics. It's nowhere to be seen other than in our concentrate, which... Uh, has about a gram and it doesn't sound uh, like a lot. We produce 90,000 tons of concentrate a year. And so that's 90,000 grams of palladium or sorry, of rhodium. And the rhodium is, um, is trading, you know, towards a thousand dollars a gram ring or um, uh, yeah, a gram right now. So um, any that we can recover of that uh, will, will have a huge impact on our bottom line. We're not, we're not counting that in our economics currently, but it's a, it's a possibility for the future. And we've also got uh, some early preliminary work on a recovery of some vanadium uh, that may also um, add to the bottom line. It won't be huge, but it could be enough. And at today's copper prices, going back to copper, copper pays for all of our operating costs at today's prices. So we get all of those other metals out for free. So that's that, that just shows how, how robust this project is. Yeah, okay. Um, so, and, um, so I'm going to rush through these bits because the bit I want to talk to you about today is, is the finance, okay? Um, so, so again, so, so we spoke last, 8,000-meter uh, drill program announced. Um, have you seen some of those results back? What are they showing? Yeah, I saw a press release. It seems pretty good. Yeah, we got some some results back from our the winter portion of the program, and uh, all of the holes hit. Um, it it uh, The grades are significantly higher than in our open pit. Now, these, these would, this would be an underground mining deposit, so you need a higher grade, but um, it's certainly higher grades than the underground Palladium project, which is, is already located in Ontario. Uh, it, it, our, our grades are about double that. So we could, um, we could have a future underground deposit coming in from the drilling. So, uh, and, and we've got 8,000 meters more. We're, we're following that up and we want to drill it off till we've got at least an inferred resource down there and we can kind of figure out what we're going to do with it in, in the future. It won't be part of the initial mine. It, 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 this is one for the future. Right, okay. And so where, where are you with cash at the moment? I'm just talking about cash in terms of GNA, cash in terms of, of, of drilling, because it is, I do want to talk about CapEx in a second. So we've got about uh, $10 million in the bank right now. Canadian, and we've got, um, uh, we're going to need some more money. Uh, we've also got about $10 million worth of warrants in the money that uh, have been getting exercised. Some of those are, are expiring in July. Um, we are going to need some more money. We want, the, the reason we want more money uh, now is, is we're well financed for all of our current activities, the drilling, the permitting. But what we want to do is the detailed engineering so that when we get our permits, you can hit the ground running 
And uh, so there's two things we need, uh, detailed engineering, and we're getting quotes on that right now. Um, and the second one is, is we're going to have to start ordering some of the long lead time items that you're going to need for the mine. Some of these things you have to order a year and even more in advance. So we're going to need some, some cash down payment money for that. But that's all going towards CapEx. The engineering and the, and the procurement are all going towards the, the, the capital costs. Well, well, talk to me about the capital costs, because it seems to me people don't quite understand how you get over the line with that. Well, certainly the reaction in the market has been good. But given where palladium's at, given where copper's at, you think it should be better. So, so um, talk, talk to about talk about the capex first of all, if you don't mind, just in terms of numbers. Okay, so the, the capex in the in the feasibility study was six hundred and sixty-five million Canadian dollars, about five twenty US. The um, the the main portion of that we uh, we've been talking to a lot of bankers, um, and it looks like sixty to sixty-five percent of that can be debt. And this is attractive to bankers for a couple of reasons. First of all, jurisdiction. Um, but another reason is, is the short payback. At the long-term metal prices in our feasibility study, it's a 2.3-year payback. That compares to four and five and six-year paybacks to some of the other palladium uh, projects in the world. The, the, at, at spot prices today, the payback is about 14 months or 15 months. It's very, very quick, which is super attractive because the bankers as you know, will still get all their fees, and yet they would uh, get their money back rather quickly. And they, they don't have the risk to the commodity price that you do with a, with a much longer payback. Um, so that's going to be the, the first, first part of the, of the financing that we need to, to get into going. Uh, another part that we can look at is, is streaming. Um, we have five metals and possibly six uh, in, our, uh, in our suite. And if we can stream some of those metals, the, the ones, for instance, the gold and silver uh, have an inconsequential uh, uh, impact on the bottom line, but the streamers have shown a lot of interest in them. And so uh, we think that we can get up to another, uh, almost a third of CapEx from streaming. And, and that we would still keep all of the copper and all of the palladium and, and perhaps stream the rest. We're looking at that, we're gonna, um, uh, we've talked to the big streamers and they've actually given us some soft offers on them. So we're, we're, um, we're, we're progressing that along. And then, and then of course, um, uh, there will probably be an equity portion of some sort. Um, there will have to be, uh, and, and also some of the groups we're talking to, both the streamers and the smelters are talking about the possibility of some secondary debt, especially which we don't mind secondary debt, as you know, is a very high interest rate, but with a short payback, that doesn't really bother us too much because we'll be paying that back within a couple of years. So um, there's a bunch of different ways. We've got some private equity people we're speaking with about coming in as a partner uh, or possibly buying out Sabanier if Sabanier walks um, or, or, and of course, if Sabanier decides to back in, well, the, the, the first 200 million plus is gonna be put up by them and uh, we, we don't have to do any financing at that point. So there's a lot of different balls in the air. We'll have a lot clearer certainty over the next four or five weeks, or well, I, I guess it could be as much as eight weeks. But okay, yeah, so there's okay, a, lot, a, lot, a lot going on there. Right, so Sabanier and still with it, um, they've got the option to um, back in for what, 31% for 200 million bucks-ish, right? That, that sort of number. That's at their 200 election. 200 plus. 200 plus, okay, so that, that's, yes. that's their election. Or they could not do that, in which case you end up with 100% of the project. Also good news, right? 
Or Absolutely. you talked about uh, maybe getting another partner to step in in the place of Sabani for a number, not necessarily 31%, but a number, but some cash yeah, to come it in. Yeah, it, it could be that they would just buy out the 20% and put up 20% of the money, which would lower the amount of money that we need. Right. Um, okay, so that's that's all good. So that's 200 million bucks in some way, shape or form from Sabani or a another, maybe. Streamers, 200 million, is what you're saying? Third? Yeah, it could be. Right. It could be even more than that, debt. depending on how much we want to stream. Okay, debt for 60, 65% standard number. Um, so it sounds like the, the financing's a breeze. You just got, you've got all the options on the table. It's all at your election. It's never a breeze, but uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's eminently doable. So, and, and now that, especially with a hotter copper market, it's possible. Uh, it's very difficult to lock in palladium price, but it's not that hard to lock in a copper price. Right. Okay. So, so let's talk about that. Um, so obviously, palladium up at the moment, volatile. You know, has been volatile. You know, who knows what the future holds. Um, copper is on the up at the moment. EV thematic. People are very excited about it. Um, but yeah, how how do how do bankers view that? What are the conversations you were having? Because they're going to take it. Copper wasn't like this a year ago. Do they look back six months or the last three years? I mean, how, how do they work out what price they? They're comfortable with when talking. Well, to you. they're certainly lower than spot. Let me put it that way. Um, the, the 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 ones we're talking to, they they think that our long term numbers, which are three twenty for copper and uh, seventeen twenty five for palladium, they think that those are realistic, and so do we. Um, we we're, we're obviously hoping that they stay higher, but if they don't, we're fine. We still got a two point three year payback. Yeah, I mean, this thing is throwing off cash quite quickly and, and not on actually quite. In fact, what is it throwing off? I, I saw 900 million bucks, but I can't remember. Well, the, the, um, in the, we've got this high, we're high, mining a higher grade starter at the, at, the, at the beginning. So the first three years, it's almost a billion dollars in free cash flow. That was in it. three years. And then it, it starts declining after that. So, um, and, and of course, over the life of the mine, it's, um, and I don't know the exact number, I guess I should, but it's around $4 billion, I think, over, over the 13-year mine life. Right. Canadian so how do you piece this together? This is a bit that's going to be interesting to people, um, you know, because we, we get the announcements and it's, you know, you've, got, you've, you've gone about saying what you'll, you're going to do and then doing what you say, right? You, you have done that. But how do you stitch the, because this is a bit, this is where you earn your money, you know, how do you stitch these financings together in the least dilutive way? I know short paybacks mean that you can maybe cut a few corners or, or think about things differently, but for you, with the options on the table, what's your preferred solution? What does it look like? So currently we're interviewing um, and have interviewed and, and just waiting to see uh, what Sabania does, but with, uh, with a number of firms that can handle some aspects of the financing or a couple of consulting firms that can offer it all. So they can handle our streaming, they can handle our debt, they can handle our equity. Um, and and the, the trick is, is you, you, you need to do them together. You can't, for example, encumber the property with a stream and only to find that the banks say, uh-uh, we're, we're ahead, we want to be ahead of that. So then it's too late. What do you do? And that's what some companies are doing. They're selling streams at the PEA stage or at the pre-feasibility study stage, and they're far away from banking. And, and I think some of those are going to stumble when it comes time to get bank debt. So 
it, it, it's a matter of, of coordinating it and having it all come together at exactly the same time. That's, that's the way you have to do this. Okay, so you're outsourcing it. Um, you're outsourcing a structured finance solution, but it's probably Absolutely. for 100% of what you, you need. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And does that, that doesn't, does that cost? I mean, what's the cost implication of that, the fees involved? Because, <laughs> you know, you well, know as bankers, we love a fee. So, so, so some of these firms are on the, um, you know, they will get agree to just get paid when they're, when this happens. Uh, some of them want a fee up front, um, you know, and they're varying rates, 20 to $40,000 a month kind of thing. Um, uh, and it's probably a six month process. So uh, we're, but we're evaluating them all. They're, they're, they're good firms. Um, a couple of them are ones that I have dealt with for past mine financings, some of them going back 25 years. So these are long-term relationships. I know these people, I know their capabilities. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're good groups. In fact, it's going to be hard to decide because we have, we, I've had more interest in this financing than any other project I've had in my entire career. I, I guess it's partly because of the market and the price of palladium. And, and, and it's also the, the, the world has changed. There's so many more sources of financing than there used to be. It used to be debt and equity. That was all you had. Now you've got streaming and you've got private equity people loaded up with cash and, 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 and they're all knocking at your door. So it's a competitive uh, situation. It, it's, 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 it's quite refreshing, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's 2011, 2012 all over again. And I bet I, you're right. Lots of CEOs are experiencing that at the moment, you know, lots of, uh, companies are experiencing that because the bankers have working up to, well, from last year, working up to the fees to be made is the moments they live for. Um, but but for you, you've chosen to outsource that, don't necessarily have the relevant skills to piece that together in-house. That makes sense for you to pay for that. Because they won't talk to you about fees. They'll talk about value, right? <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. But, but you know, um, it, would be, it would be something that we could do ourselves. Um, Certainly, um, we have the, the, the expertise to do that, but these are people who are doing this every month. They're financing another mining company, some of them. So, you know, they, they know the state of the world. They know about banks and pension funds that we've never even heard of in odd parts of the world that, that have an appetite for green metals, for example, or for copper or for possibly platinum with the, uh, the fuel cells. So there, there's all this different stuff coming together and, and we're not, you know, we're not as connected as they are. So I think it, it, it certainly will pay for itself to bring them in because we'll, we'll get uh, uh, a lot more options when it comes to the financing. Well, it's kind of interesting that you, you mentioned that and sorry to labor this point, but this is the bit that interests me. You know, like I say, the, the rest seems to be moving and ticking along, but um, you talked about different parts of the world interested in, you know, green metals and green investing and, you know, the EV thematic is, is, is prevalent everywhere. But why aren't you just looking at home? There's got to be institutions who would be delighted to get involved with something like this. Uh, we're certainly looking at home for the streaming because the, the Canadians have the streaming companies. But, you know, Canadian banks traditionally don't lend to startups for, for uh, one project companies. So that we have to go around the world and we have to look outside. And the, the, the banks that do it, there are many in, in or not many, but a few in Australia, for example, and, and, and a few in, in, in the UK. But in Canada, whatever, our banking uh, people are very conservative. I know BMO recently was involved in a financing of, of a one project company, but that's rare. So we have to look around the world to get the best price and get the best deal. So it's not necessarily more expensive, 
it's just a different location. So that, that does that doesn't matter then. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Cost cost is the same. So timing. Let's talk about timing. Because that what they're what they're no one's going to give you any money without all the permits in place. Never going to happen. So what do you know? Yeah. So so the trick there will be to line up the um, line it up, and it will be subject to the permits. Um, and first of all, we have to get through the environmental uh, impact statement uh, uh, approval. And once that's approved, then then our, then that's when we can get our permits. Okay. So it's kind of a two-stage thing, but um, we're going to be negotiating all of the the debt and equity and everything in advance of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So you just we're, submitted we're the EIA. Certain it's going to happen. Great, but you've just submitted the EIA uh, approval. So what's the time? How long does that take? And then what? So um, the official answer is that the government has two hundred and seventy-one days to approve this or not, or not approve it. And that, and that, that means that the recommendation of, the, of a panel goes to the ministers of the environment, provincially and federally. Added to that 271 days is any time that they request information from us, um, it's delayed until we respond. So if we can get, say, uh, an answer back in two weeks to a technical question, then it adds two weeks to the process. So since this all started in April, we're budgeting about a year or a little more than a year to get that done. Once that happens, it sits on the environment minister's desk until they approve it. They have, I believe, four months to approve it or not, but they usually go with the recommendation that is given. And at that point, simultaneous to that, we're gonna be applying for all of our permits. And there's a number of permits we need, building permits, everything, uh, road permits. Um, there's, there's a lot of different permits, but we'll be applying for those. With the, um, we've asked the government, is that okay to apply for them before you can actually grant them? And they said, that's fine. We just, you know, be aware we can't grant them until your EIS is approved. Okay, interesting. Okay, so it gives us an idea of, the maximum amount of time you've got enough cash to see you through that because you're in control of how you so, spend your money. Yeah, we, okay. we want we want to have that all happen by next summer and then and then start construction next summer. That's our goal. And then it's about an 18 month construction period, maybe 20 months. So looking at early 2024 um, to start up the mill and um, uh, probably third quarter of 24 to be in full production. So that's Great. our. our Okay, so so that's cool. And you did say you did say you did say earlier you're going to need to raise some capital. So how much would you be going out to market, and what's the timing on that? We're, we're getting the quotes on that right now, right? Um, and then of course it'll depend on what Sabanye does. But assuming Sabanye is not going to participate, um, we're getting the prices on all the long lead time equipment. We're getting the prices on not the prices, but how much down payment they need. Uh, we're getting the quotes on the detailed engineering. And so that's all coming together. So it'll be in the in the in the range of. Um, so we've got ten million. We've got ten million in in the money warrants. Um, so um, probably another twenty to thirty million dollars beyond that. And that's most of that won't be needed until January or February next year. Got it. Got it. Okay, fine. I understand. And talk to me about the Palladium market a, a little bit, if you don't mind, because in the context of if you're having streaming converse- or conversations with streamers, um, you're going to have to be cognizant of you know uh, not being bound and not having your, your hands bound by them completely. 
and how you would then approach the Palladium market. I mean, are you are you a long-standing Palladium guy? What do you what do you know about the Palladium market and how you're going to play it at the moment? Well, the Palladium market is um, it's a, the reason we got into Palladium in the first place is because it's a really unusual market. It's been in deficit for ten years now, and the metals focus um, yesterday or the day before had a had a had a presentation on Palladium and said that they see a million ounce deficit. So that's almost ten percent of the market is in deficit. They predicted a price of somewhere between $3,000 and $3,600 by the end of this year. So current, a, a little higher to quite a bit higher than it, than it is currently. And the reason is, is, is you can't sell a gasoline car anywhere in the world without palladium currently. Um, they're working really hard, the, the makers of the catalytic converters, to substitute some platinum into it, and that's becoming successful. Um, metals focus thought that that in the longer term could substitute as much as 20% or, 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 or uh, uh, up to 30% of the, um, of the palladium could be substituted by, by platinum. However, they're also trying to substitute the rhodium with palladium. So it's, it's a, there's a bunch of balls in the air. Um, but the long-term outlook for palladium um, most forecasters who go, go far out are, are they're still hanging around $1,700, $1,800 for long-term. And, and we're good with that. That would be a really great outcome for us. If, uh, if we could, um, when we start construction, we will be working really hard to convince some of the end users to lock in a price of some sort. That If, if the price is still in the $3,000 range, then we would love to sell our first year's production for $3,000. That would be great. You're already having those conversations, presumably, with end users, right? No, no, we're not. We're having them with the traders who deal with the end users, but uh, we haven't gotten to that yet. It's too early for the end users to even think about it. They're, they don't, you know, the car companies don't really look that far ahead for uh, metal. I mean, they may have to at some point because, wow. you know, uh, Elon true? Musk is, he's is looking true? at it for nickel and lithium. But um, currently, most of the car companies, they don't lock in the prices of metals uh, many years out. They, they just haven't done that. No, but they want to know what's available and who's got it and what the, pot- the potential production could be. Have you, have you had those conversations? We, we haven't with the end users, no. But that will be on the agenda as we get closer to, right. to production. Okay. Well, that, that, that's brilliant. Um, I just wanted an update from you because, you, you know, it seems, seems to be like moving along nicely. Um, and I guess the, the, the long pole on the tent was fi- how you go, not can you, but how you go about financing and sort of structuring the financing. But if you're outsourcing it, you pick the right team, should be okay. Well, we've always outsourced our finances in, in my career. So, several mines have been built by, and, and I've always outsourced it because I found that you in the, in the long run get a, a, better, a better deal. Brilliant. Okay, lovely to see you. I'm glad you're well and safe. Um, stay in touch with us and let us know how you get on, okay? Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's talk again. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.